0: Good evening, dummies. My name is Matt, and I'm with Don't Unfriend Me. Don't leave. You heard me right. You are indeed a dummy. But please, it's not an insult. The dummies are the Don't Unfriend Me's. That is from Barstool Sports that has the stoolies. We have the dummies. It's an acronym, and it simply means the Don't Unfriend Me. It's not an insult. It's just a play on words. Hillary Clinton called us deplorables, and I have absorbed and I have embraced the name dummies from my fans and they have too. Please be honored that you are a dummy. However, if you're ever called a dum-dum, that means you're a special kind of sucker and we don't like dum-dums here. Those are the people who are entrenched, whether you're from the left, the right, the middle or anything in between. You're not here to have a conversation. You're just here to espouse your talking points from CNN and Facebook. That isn't our favorite thing. So, dum-dums go away. Dummies stay. Be happy you're a dum-dum. What are we covering tonight on episode 226? Well, the socialists are coming. The socialists are coming. The socialists are coming. They're here. One of my posts was shared on Reddit, which called out the hypocrisy of a young lady who was drinking a Starbucks, wearing Ray-Ban, wearing Hot Topic, and had a $2,000 MacBook computer with smash capitalism stickers on her Computer. I found it to be just a little hypocritical. They are upset. They are on the site. They are spamming away and honestly helping my algorithm. So keep it up. We're going to talk about that tonight. Stay tuned. All new Don't Unfriend Me is next. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So, sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, thank you again for joining episode 226. Should be a fun night tonight. We've got a few things to get over. We already know what dummies and dumdums are but here are all my social tags you can find me at at don't unfriend me show pretty much everywhere on anchor FM it has all 13 podcasts including Apple Spotify Google etc etc Facebook YouTube Rumble I'm pretty much everywhere come stop by say hi even if you don't visit those social sites it helps me and helps me grow people ask what can I do to give back you can do the one thing that helps with that which is like share, and subscribe. It helps. It creates wonderful good feelings throughout this wonderland and cornucopia of transient thought. Here at Don't Unfriend Me, a simple like, follow, share, and subscribe will help the world go round. Last but not least, if you're not a social media person, which some of us aren't, you can visit me at don'tunfriendme.com. My website has all my podcasts, my video, and everything else for your purview and viewing pleasure. Stop on by, say hello, and leave a comment. Tonight, ask your grandparents what they think. Now, you may have or have not noticed some new dum-dums trolling around the site recently. Well, that is because one of my posts has made it to a leftist Reddit page, and they are doing what they do best, Making absolutely no impact whatsoever in a backslapping, high-fiving attempt to inundate my page. But really what they're doing is increasing my post count, expanding my base, and allowing me to retarget their parents or grandparents with Facebook advertising. Thank you. It's almost comical. Their silence would have had more detrimental effect on my page, but for now, with great regret, I must address these Marxist-Leninists for who they are. People who have nothing, so they are willing to try anything to take it away from others so they can then ensure nobody has anything nice again, ever. Because you can dress it up, you can call it democratic socialism or modern progressivism, but in the end it is plain old socialism, with the inevitable outcome of transforming into, you guessed it, communism. Why have socialist ideas become so attractive again, despite the fact that, without exception, every socialist experiment over the past 100 years has ended in dismal failure? I would like to begin this with a simple question for my little comrades purveying the show with manacle glee and hand-wringing while you survey all of your talking points to counter everything that I say. But before you do that, just answer me one question. Looking back through human history... Name one example of socialist systems that have actually worked. Now, not social programs or lipstick socialism, where capitalism or another form is the driving force for economic growth and distribution. I am talking socialism. Here's a hint. There isn't one. Over the past hundred years, there have been more than two dozen attempts to build a socialist society. It has been tried in the Soviet Union... In Yugoslavia, Albania, Poland, Vietnam, Bulgaria, Romania, Czechoslovakia, North Korea, Hungary, China, East Germany, Cuba, Tanzania, Laos, South Yemen, Somalia, the Congo, Ethiopia, Cambodia, Mozambique, Angola, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, among others, not counting the very short-lived ones, all of these attempts have ended in varying degrees of utter failure. Within these failures, you not only have varying degrees of collapse and utter failure, but something all socialists deny, the death, inadvertent or otherwise, of over 100 million people. You can pretend that this isn't a part of the history. You can also deny the moon landing and the Holocaust, but facts do not care about your opinion or your feelings. Socialists have successfully managed to distance themselves from all real-world examples of failed socialist experiments. Whenever you con- confront socialists with any such example, they always offer the following response. These examples don't prove anything at all. None of these models were ever truly socialist. This is just a straw man argument. You just don't understand socialism. Facts, folks, are just that. Facts. It would go a long way if socialists or leftists, as they prefer moniker now, would just admit everything up to this point, in good faith, that I will explain the other side of this coin in an effort to throw them a lifeline. And I'll do that now. The DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, have been experiencing massive growth over the last seven years, ever since Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren entered the spotlight. Now, these new and improved socialists are now coined as democratic socialists. What is the difference And what are their distinctions? First, let's dive into the theory of socialism. I will openly admit that most people are lazy and fail to encompass theories or ideas effectively by using a shorthand. An example is liberals and leftists. Although the same tree, they are different branches, mass, and patterns to the natural structure. As with all theories and concepts, we tend to lump all in together, and that isn't effective in a forum such as this, but convenient in a thread or a text, so I will attempt to spend some time on this. So here it goes. In its simplest form, socialism is when a population collectively owns and controls the means of production and distributes the end result proportionately. In practice, however, control is usually delegated to the state. While the distribution usually comes in the form of underlying social welfare to satisfy everyone's basic needs like housing, education, and healthcare, the end-all purpose is to guarantee a level playing field for members in a society, therefore removing class distinctions based on ownership we could use education as an example of or, or healthcare here in the united states nobody is arguing arguing that healthcare and education aren't expensive if you compare ourselves to other states like finland or even canada but more on that in a moment Let's look at Scandinavian countries and their leading economic plan. It's not socialism by itself. It utilizes predominantly social programs as pillars within capitalism supporting the base. Now, there are two things that make this work, and there is no reason to overcomplicate this issue. Scandinavian countries and Canada tax their citizens at a high end, pushing 55% income tax as high as 74%, with Norway being the exception, ranging from a 39 to 46% rate over the last 10 years. But that, of course, is only a portion of the story. Most socialists will tell you that the income taxes and payroll taxes are less in some countries compared to the US. This is true, And the flat tax rate they have instituted does generate a considerable amount of money. But that doesn't include the VAT tax, the value-added tax, the business and capital taxes. It isn't a mistake that taxes in Scandinavian countries are structured this way. In order to raise a significant amount of revenue, the tax base has to be broad. This means higher taxes on consumption through the VAT and higher taxes on middle-income taxpayers through high payroll tax. Business taxes are less reliable source of revenue unless your country is situated on top of oil. Thus, Scandinavian countries do not place above average tax burdens on capital income and focus taxation on labor and consumption. In other words, the middle class people. The second and most important issue that is different from the U.S. is the military and the U.S.A. is footing the bill. And more than you think. Under our current NATO agreement, we fully foot the bill for Norway, Denmark, Belgium, Greece, and countless others. Finland and Sweden have their own funding for the military, however, they spend an infinitesimal amount of what they collect for defense. If the fit hits the Shan, they will ultimately rely on other Nordic countries, the UN, or the US for support. The stability of Europe is paramount, and with these investments, we keep NATO intact and ensure our own security. This expenditure is never discussed because socialists believe that money is a construct, and it can simply appear from out of nowhere if we simply tax the richest members of society. But as we see, this isn't the truth, and the middle class foots the bill in these countries. Now you can hold these countries up like the beacon of Almasa, but the truth is, if Russia was an aggressor again, as it was when Finland supported Nazi Germany attacks on Russia, you would see the defense budget go up and one of two things would happen. The social programs would be cut or taxes would skyrocket. You can't have your cake and eat it too. These countries sacrifice defense for social programs and overall have some of the highest happiness levels amongst their people. I openly admit that. So they're leftists. I defended you. But it still isn't socialism. It will take one wild hair up Russia's ass or a Muslim state to target your country to see all of it turn on its proverbial ear. For all of the reasons Nordic countries are successful with socio-economic systems is also the reason that America is in a completely different situation, and to compare them is not only apples and oranges, but not even the same fruit altogether. Capitalism has its flaws. Every economic system does. Hell, even democracy has been a failure, and we are the longest standing one in world history. We have tried to install democracies over the globe, and they all failed socialism by itself will never succeed because there are no checks and balances to the ultimate threat to the system. Men. I will be the first to admit that capitalism is not designed to bring everyone across the finish line, but I will also admit that socialism generates no incentive for innovation or advancement on the world stage. They are simply passengers and at the mercy of their neighbors to have positive intentions. The United States is different. We are a world power, and you may wonder why the U.S. just doesn't simply step back from the world table and allow countries to govern themselves. Because the other end of this equation is the fact that communist socialism is an existential threat to our way of life, as well as the socio-economic systems. And although China, Russia, and Cuba, and the others I have listed are not true socialism, there is no such thing. Because socialism is not a form of government, it is a theory and practice. And the rubber meets the road when the government that is established decides to follow or not to follow the principles that could limit their power or their financial status. There is no better example other than Venezuela, which just a few years ago was being hailed by the leading intellectuals and left wing politicians as a model for socialism of the 20th century. All the fashionable intellectuals were at it. Now that the failure of Venezuela's socialist experiment is obvious to all, left-wing intellectuals scramble for excuses, coming up with extremely convoluted ways of claiming that what we saw in Venezuela was never really socialism at all. Socialists who criticize Stalinism and other forms of real-world historical socialism always fail to analyze the economic reasons for the failure of these systems. Their analysis attacked the minutia of democratic rights and freedoms in these systems, but the alternatives they, and they formulate are based on a vague vision of all-encompassing democratization of the economy or worker control but these are exactly the same principles that initially underpin the failed socialist systems in the United States or in the Soviet Union and other countries. When contemporary socialists talk about a non-autocratic, non-authoritarian, non-authoritarian, participatory and humanitarian version of socialism, they are not being as original as they think they are. That was always the idea. This is what socialists have always said. It's not for a lack of trying that it has never turned out that way. Socialist projects do not start out with totalitarian aspirations. They just end up that way. Lenin's 1917 manifesto, The State and Revolution, does not at all read like a blueprint for a totalitarian society. It reads like a blueprint for, to use the currently fashionable term, democratic socialism. Socialism is always democratic And emancipatory in its aspirations, but oppressive and authoritarian in its actual final practice. Now, I am sure we will see a plethora of leftists enter this thread and try to expunge the points I have made with their own reality. But these are the facts. America is not perfect, she leaves behind a vast amount of people in an effort to move the bottom to the middle and the middle to the top. That is how free market works. Simply leeching off of someone else's creation is not how innovation, growth, and technology advance. It actually deters people from taking risks and working towards something bigger than the status quo. There is one thing missing from socialism, and that is the constitution of the United States of America. Plenty of other countries have constitutions. Heck, China has one that is even better than ours in some cases, but it isn't worth the paper it is printed on. I witnessed the people of Hong Kong cling to sailors and marines as we left them for the last time as Americans visiting a free country. As they know what it meant for China to take over control again from Britain, I will never forget their faces. I watched a once thriving economy in Venezuela turn to ash as the people now eat out of trash cans and try to rise up with nothing more than sticks and ragged cloth to protect their faces from the gas and nothing to protect them from the bullets. I watched as proud Russians would save up for six months just to buy a pair of Levi jeans from American sailors, knowing that they would never see them under their current regime. I have listened to the tales from veterans in World War II and my grandparents who fled countries to escape tyranny, oppression, fascism, and communism. There are people who confuse democratic socialism with social democracy. These are usually the same people who would erroneously claim that the system of the Soviet Union was not socialism, but communism. The fact is that leftists hate liberals. They believe they are the enemy as much as conservatives. They are a fringe element that is growing in popularity, but this is nothing new. There are always socialist supporters, and they always come from the generational youth. Because if you look at the picture of the meme again, you will notice so many things that either support or contradict your cause. You will see the smash capitalism sticker, the boots, the sunglasses from Ray-Ban. You will see a kid who is trying to make it in the world and has little choice but to participate in capitalism. You may see a person entrenched into the seduction of devices and would see a different world altogether if she would just pay attention and raise her head. But all of those things are based on perspective. But the reason I posted this again was for the one obvious thing that nobody has mentioned. Because it stops socialists in their tracks. If the girl is so against monopolies and corporations who do not equally distribute their wealth to the people, then why did she put stickers everywhere but over the Apple logo? Right. It is simple. These kids want what they do not have. They want the status symbol too. Take it by any means necessary except to work for it. They don't want what we have and they are unwilling to work for it if they don't. Their true inspiration isn't socialism, it is woke capitalism, so the corporations play to their every whim and desire, using cancel culture and SJW politics in an effort for some sort of pseudo influence and control over the corporations they so desperately want to be a part of. They have no patience just like impetulant children. They won't be ruled by anything that tells them something different than they are that they are special and entitled. Because they are kids just like we used to be, and we share more in common than apart. We were just as naive, and maybe we still are. But one thing separates us, and that is that we have grown up. We have our own life and things we covet and never want to lose. We have reached a place where we are happy and worked hard for everything we have. And we will be damned if some half-baked concept that has failed throughout history will convince us of letting go of those aforementioned things. Because we are willing to help. We are willing to give advice. Hell, we would be willing to listen if your motives were anything other than ulterior and a complete threat to our way of lives. We will tolerate the crews of boomers and the calls of us being stupid. We will listen as you espouse your college indoctrination from the rooftops. We will grin when you pretend that your existence and comfort is somehow more important than ours, because we have heard your song and dance before. We swayed to the same tunes so many years ago. We failed to listen to our elders then, and I hope you listen to the message we are reciting decades later. Nobody owes you a damn thing. We don't know, You don't know half of what we have forgotten. You aren't special. You are not God's greatest gift. You need to listen. You need to learn, and one day you will be able to earn your way to happiness and be satisfied with your journey. Or you can let the world roll you and complain endlessly. Nobody cares. We all made that journey that you haven't even begun. Sit back, relax, and wait in line. You're going to be there a while. Now have a Snickers bar, a Coke, and shut the hell up folks that's it for my show tonight thank you for watching if 226 wasn't your favorite that's fine come on by tomorrow for 227 either way i appreciate you giving me a listen i will go out like i always do with the veteran crisis hotline 1-800-273-8255 press 1 22 veterans a day commit suicide it is way too many please do me a favor reach out to veterans with afghanistan and the holidays fast approaching Suicides increase, traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression are all real and veterans need to talk to somebody. If you can't get them to talk, reach out to me or any of the veterans here on the page. We will make that phone call with you. And if that doesn't work, you can send them over to Don'tUnfriendMe.com and they will be able to reach a VCL operator on the right-hand link free of charge on Don't Unfriend Me. Remember, once again, this is 100% anonymous at VCL, and if you are a citizen, civilian, you are fine. Call them, too. They will never turn anyone away. It is the help we need. Folks, thank you so much. Again, please like, share, and subscribe over here. Don't leave. Don't go anywhere. I will answer the questions. I have a few more minutes before my wife will tell me it's bedtime. Have a good night. Thank you for watching. God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.